every morning in Kansas, I would see Gary parked near the school, and he'd be watching as the kids would arrive. And I told him once that I thought that was the smartest thing that he did. Because every morning, every child saw him there, every child knew who he was, and he would wave at them all. And as the parents would pull up to drop the kids off, they would wave. I didn't wave, I would do this <laughs> whenever I saw him. But everyone felt safer because Gary was there, because they saw his presence. And I told him that that was smart because essentially he was doing nothing. <laughs> He's just sitting there, you know? But because he was willing to sit there, because he was willing to be seen, because he made his presence known, everyone felt safer. Everyone felt more secure. Sometimes the best thing we can do for people is simply be there, right? Just, just be there for them. Not talk, not react, not give advice. Just let our presence be known and let other people feel at peace because we are willing to be there. And I look at the crowd today, I look at those that came last night, and you are doing the very thing for this family that Gary did for our community. You're here, and, and I thank you for being here for the family. I thank you because they need your presence, they need your support, they appreciate that. When we're faced with death, we realize that we've come to a moment that's bigger than us, bigger than what we've prepared for on our own, we don't always have the resources or the strength to get through something like this on our own. So we come together and we support each other. We lean on each other. And we come to God. And we recognize Him as the giver of life. And we look to Him for some meaning and understanding. Some way to understand a bigger perspective on what we're feeling. I go to the Bible. I go to the Word of God because I find that in the Bible, in, in His Word, I know His heart and I, I know His his mind, and I find comfort, and I find peace. And as I considered Gary's impact on our community, and the impact he has on his, on his family, I, um, one scripture came to mind, and it's not one that I've ever used at a funeral before, but it's one that comes to mind. It's, it's in the letter that was written to the Roman church. The, the Roman Christians were, were going through a very difficult time. They were facing a lot of trouble, and one of the questions that they must have been asking there in Rome as, as believers was, who can we trust in our world? Who can we trust in our community? You know, we teach our children, you trust the policeman. You know, you trust the police. They're there to help you. They're there to, to serve you. They're there to protect you. And Paul wrote to the Romans about those who are in authority, those who are there to keep the peace. And he said, you need to respect them. You need to honor them. You need to see what they are there to teach you. I want to read just a few verses from Paul's letter to the Romans, beginning in verse 3. He says, For rulers, and by rulers he means these people who keep the peace. He means the, the police officers of their day. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct. Rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's servant, an avenger, who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes. 
for the authorities or ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. And honor to whom honor is owed. I read those words of the Apostle Paul and I think of Gary. And one of the things that this passage tells us, which I take a lot of comfort in, is whether Gary knew it or not, this passage tells me that Gary was a servant of God. Now, that's a term that we might reserve for a select group of people or someone who has lived an exemplary life. But verse 4 makes it very clear about those who are in law enforcement. He says, he is God's servant for your good. There's a lot of different versions of the Bible, different translations. I like to read different translations and, and versions to kind of get a different perspective on the Word of God, to get a different flavor on the Word of God. One of the versions I read every now and then is called the Cotton Patch Bible, and it's written with a southern flavor. And it says, but if you do wrong, watch out. He doesn't pack a pistol for nothing. <laughs> and then a, a version called The Message, which is written in very common English, says, the police aren't there just to be admired in their uniforms. God also has an interest in keeping order, and he uses them to do it. Gary would have never thought of himself as a servant of God. But it is clear from this passage that he was. And it's also clear from what Gary did for so many people that he served for your good. There have been so many comments left on Gary's Facebook page, and there have been so many comments left on, his, on the obituary page, on the guest book. And I want you to know, that means so much to the family. They have loved reading those and, and hearing those stories. Someone wrote, Gary was a truly great person, and he will be missed terribly. He will be terribly missed by all. He was one, someone else wrote, he was one of the best police officers you would ever meet and have. He will be deeply missed. Davy Neal wrote, I hope Gary knew how much the people in the village of Kansas thought of him. The outpouring of people stopping by the department and calling to ask how he was doing has been nothing less than amazing. Sunday, I was up with having lunch with my son, at, or a snack with my son at the country junction, and a man stopped by and was asking about the services. And he said, Gary, saved my life. Now, that, that was not an exaggeration, and that was not said for dramatic effect. Gary literally saved this man's life. That man has a wife. He has two beautiful daughters. There is a family that is whole today because Gary did the right thing, because Gary did something good for them. What we all saw, though, just as, just as he would sit there at the school, just as just as he would sit and watch the kids come to school, as much of his work was done just by being there, just by listening, just by talking, just by being someone that you could lean on, someone that you could confide in, someone that you could laugh with, someone who would understand. Now, here's something that you may not have known about Gary. Gary liked to tell stories. You, may have, you didn't know that? Okay, I thought that, <clears throat> I thought that was maybe news. Every now and then something would come up in the community and I would need to go talk to Gary. And I knew that we would probably resolve or you know, get the issue discussed in about five minutes, but I would carve out at least an hour to, uh, 
because I was going to have to hear stories, and, and I enjoyed listening to the stories. And I hope that Carol and, and Kim and Kevin, I hope the grandkids, I hope you all know that many of his stories that he told revolved around you guys. He told lots of stories about you. Now, Kevin made an interesting observation the other day when we were talking. He said that Gary liked to complain a lot. Uh, so again, totally surprised. Um, but the observation he made was that Gary complained about things that he loved. And he complained about people that he respected. You knew that he held you in some regard if he was complaining about you. You know, that, that was just his way. He complained about the things that meant a lot to him. Horses, the cat, you know, <laughs> other things. And you guys should know, he complained about you a lot. <laughs> he really did. But he always did so with a smile on his face and with that laugh. It was an indication of how much he loved you. So we lose someone like Gary Cash, and it's easy to wonder, what do we do now? Where do we go from here? What, what can we do? He's, he's irreplaceable. There's never going to be another one like him. But I think what we can see is that we can be better people. We can all be better people because of the influence of Gary on our lives. Paul says of God's servant who, servants who keep the order, he says of them, you must live responsibly, not to avoid punishment, but because it's the right way to live. He says it's a matter of conscience. They are here to make us better people. Through his service, through his sacrifice, but also through his friendship, Gary taught us how to treat others with respect and how to take a bad situation that someone else is going through and make it better. The call from God for us now is to live responsibly, to be better people because of Gary's influence on us. You know, in addition to the outpouring of love and support that the family has, has seen and, and that they have felt, they have been overwhelmed by the stories that people have been telling them stories about how Gary helped someone in need. And I'm not talking about just law enforcement, but on his own time, sometimes in his own home, helping people who were in need, helping people who were down on their luck. Jesus liked to tell stories also. One of my favorite stories from Jesus is about people like that. He tells this story in Matthew 25. He says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me in. I was, I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, 
you did it to me as you did it to one of the least of these the the poor the broken the forgotten those who are less those who are sick and even those who are in trouble those who are in prison Jesus says when we are helping them we're really helping him and what I've come to understand about that passage I take that to mean that at that moment when we help someone else that's a moment when we are very close to Jesus that's a moment when we truly meet him Gary taught you how to do that he taught you how to help others in in ways that I never could he taught you how to help others with a smile with that unforgettable laugh that you'll never be able to reproduce those things but he also taught you with a compassion that I hope we can grow within ourselves and the greatest tribute you can pay to a man like Gary Cash is to learn from him to learn how to help others to learn how to make someone else's day better to make the situation they're going through in that moment better to see a person in need and know that you can do something to help them and it might simply be a matter of just sitting and listening sharing your own story maybe two it might just be about being there just about every time I would see Gary I would walk up and say hello officer friendly and he would say uh-oh preacher with a gun <laughs> but no matter what we had to discuss or no matter what we were simply going to shoot the breeze about I always came away with a smile on my face there are very few people you can say that about there are very few people that do that to us wouldn't it be great if people said that about us wouldn't it be great if they didn't wait to say it at our funerals but they, they actually said that about us all the time but that through the way we treated them they knew that they were valuable to us and we knew no matter what we did no matter what we said or if we just sat there that we were going to make someone's day better in another passage the Apostle Paul says this he says whatever you do in word or in deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him and my hope for you today is not only that you give thanks to God for the things that you get to do but even more I hope someone else gives thanks to God because of the things that you do for them let's pray